Hello and welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for another episode of The Flash. Season 8, episode 13, Death Falls. Story by Sam Tolson. Teleplay by Joshua, Joshua V. Gilbert. Directed by Chris Pepe. I thought this was a good episode. But I was not emo- emotionally invested in the episode. We did, as Shy predicted, lose Frost, which is a worse deal, in my humble opinion. (laughs) But I also think it makes a lot of sense why continue to have a particular character, you know, with powers. We don't need more people with powers on the team. I wish they would just take away Cecile's powers and then we don't have to deal with that anymore. But it did have some scenes in which I was unfortunately indifferent to just because I wasn't a huge fan of these particular characters. And I find myself being there more often with said particular characters. And I don't want to be, but it is how I feel. Um, so I, I, I don't want to. And I'm not going to shit on the episode because I didn't think it was a bad episode. I just didn't have the same particular feelings as many others may feel. I don't know. Some might be celebrating. Some might be indifferent like me. Some may be deeply unhappy to lose Frost. And I do think she is much more of a loss than Caitlyn would ever be, in my humble opinion. But there are those that may feel losing in the last, one of the last OG uh, Flash characters is a lot at the end of the series. Because it's probably got one, maybe two more seri- seasons left in it. So I could see that decision being the more rational one so i'm not mad at it (laughs) and thus that takes away the any type of sadness even more so uh they're trying to get my hopes up as well in this episode they need to stop playing with my heartstrings like this (laughs) when it comes to eddie dawn and his re-emergence as a villain as i've been waiting on since season one episode 23 whatever that episode was it doesn't seem as if i'm gonna get what i want but there was a weird thing at the end of the episode but i could also just be reading into things because y'all know i'll be wrong sometimes i know that shy and mimi don't think that i'll be wrong sometimes and uh hate me for it (laughs) however I remember very clearly when I'd be wrong like that theory I had about you know blood blood works uh blood and iris mixed together making a different type of human yeah I was totally totally incorrect in my assumptions there and I was also incorrect that it was going to be Caitlyn instead of Frost dying so I am not infallible I'd be on the the wrong side of the theorizing Uh, a lot of times just not often (laughs) and i can humbly admit when i am wrong just as they called me out on twitter that i don't let them let their petty flags fly enough i always gotta be the the um the opposite opinion of even if technically i feel or understand the feeling completely so i was like touche my booze touche so i will work on that and just let the 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 petty flags fly as they were and uh if i do have a differing opinion i'll just it will just be in the podcast we don't need to uh rehash or reiterate or um i should just join the petty with with them it's basically what they really want me to do So we could all be petty together. I understand that as well. As an assumption though. Maybe they just don't want me to be petty with them. But I will be. I will validate and uphold their pettiness. Uh, Let's um, see how we want to break down this episode. 
because <laughs> I honestly don't know how I want to. I will say, um, let's focus on the things I really did enjoy. I thought the acting was really strong on the part of Eddie and the Iris interaction especially with the the looming death she feels and the resistance to allow any grief to be suctioned away from her but eventually she has gotten to and i even like that barry also despite his best efforts of saying you know you're not gonna get to me he has so much grief that or he has dealt with so much grief it's hard to not um find a little a faucet to milk from that did give Deathstorm a little bit more authenticity as a villain other than <laughs> a psychopath who's just needing somebody to love on i did enjoy ronnie walking around basically when he was talking to frost spitting all that game about where he came from i was born in the darkest of night <laughs> i was the bang before the big bang see i know you like my swagger no strap when i come through chain hanging like dolly baba you know me you know how i do the way that i move nigga you never go get it cause i'm too smooth nigga then he started dragging frost like everyone else i can fuck with a little bit except you because you're not a real person you're a replica when you were created in a lab you were meant to have rage you were meant to be a protector and you were also a mimic of emotions that katie already had with a little bit of alterations you get nothing you lose good day sir eddie we confirmed back to that particular story arc yeah we're just gonna stick with iris's story arc first uh i did like the way he played into it that's why i think he would make such a great villain because of that personal connection <laughs> and because of all the things that he was saying that would make him a great villain for everybody involved i mean not even just thawne because technically that would be a great intermediary because it would be technically on Barry's side but not on Barry's side because he will kill I'm just waiting for this to happen it is there in all of its gloriousness to be ripened from or taken from and they just won't do it <laughs> but him saying oh baby you look uh, a little flushed you got a fever let me go get you something to drink she's like no i'm good no i'll get you some chamomile tea <laughs> and then sue woke up like uh why is there an attractive blonde man in your kitchen oh i'm eddie her fiance excuse me what the eh? now i only watched this once so i'm not sure and i got caught up in a theory but i'm not even quite sure if it's correct because i would okay from what we saw in the past anyway it seems as if when these dead apparitions show up that no one else can see them so they can get in their head and remember like allegra had to talk chester down last time don't listen to what he's saying even though she couldn't hear what he was saying and in this episode it wasn't quite clear to me if they were able to see each other's apparitions but if what happened before is correct then how was it that joe and um sue was able to see eddie if all of them were not able to see each other's apparitions and i wasn't really clear in the scene with chester and allegra if they were able because it felt like they did hear what their apparitions were saying about each other but I, I honestly wasn't clear and I didn't go back and rewatch because I thought I was going to to do so. It also could just be um, a plot hole. 
because that allows for joe to show up and save the day it allows for an interaction between the characters but i'm not a hundred percent sure but the whole idea of how how deathstorm was explaining how he came into existence that singularity had reached out to him in the deep time of space because he says oh i'm a lot further than hell Uh, and ronnie's grief became something that that made him hungry and then his loneliness or love for caitlin is what made him trans trans uh, transgress against time to find his bride that was his motivation to to seek more grief so that he can create this other being to be with okay 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 i will say that caitlin all of a sudden being concerned about what's happening to her feels like a little a little too late (laughs) i wanted to be like well now you because you were taking it all in stride last episode like it was kind of cool but now you're like no i'm not breathing right and now i must be concerned frost says i'll be here when you wake up and i knew immediately that she was going to die (laughs) the 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 focus on her in this episode the many scenes yeah it was pretty clear she was going to die so i wasn't surprised at what was going to occur they could have thrown a curved ball but for the most part i was like yeah no shy was right shy was totally right um eddie pours some water for iris she's like i'm good i'm good then iris tries to distract it by saying that or eddie by saying that she really would like some soup he's like yeah make our famous chicken noodle soup and i also need uh some chilies in it you know i'll do anything for you boo this is to try to give sue enough time to hit the panic button but eddie sees exactly what is going on and destroys it they both try to run for the door but it's really hot i'm not sure about the heat i guess that's to that's the death storm tray i guess because yeah he's supposed to be firestorm death storm yeah it works for me uh he then tells them that they're not going anywhere until iris is better uh and that's when iris realizes and tells him you know you're just a figment of death storm you're one of his taunts you're not gonna get any grief from me and he goes in on her for dying and that her life is not worth anything she says i saved barry and basically the fucking world he's like yeah but it'll be for nothing you don't have a future uh he starts to prey on the things but the most interesting and titillating part particularly with the music behind was when he starts talking about his own death he's like that's what and then they flash back to it and he says i thought i was gonna die a hero i thought my death was gonna mean something and then thong came back again and again and again and again (laughs) and it was all for nothing i felt that shit i felt that shit and we know that eddie was sucked was he sucked into the speed force though or was he sucked into the singularity i cannot recall but because we know that things can come back from the dead and there's also flashpoint or not flashpoint um y'all know what i'm talking about uh (laughs) the last big event they had uh there's that capacity for eddie to come back in some form and that blue light i was at the end of the episode had me had me question marking but i also could just be reading into things that don't exist 
um he is is taunting her with all this information when he realizes that something is wrong he says sue why are you happy she says uh i'm white i'm rich (laughs) i look like a dime and i also while you were over here taunting iris it was able to hit the panic button joe shows up to blast him with a cold gun they make a run for it but then they are assaulted by visions of their own grief sue by her nana and joe by someone named cheryl or shy shy who the fuck is shy iris stands up for herself and says you're not going to be able to get anything from me but i mean they didn't have to do her like that showing eddie shot <laughs> playing out his death right in front of her and then her being shot they're like uh yeah you're gonna be just like me forgotten you're not gonna <laughs> and your death is gonna be pointless <laughs> and i was like damn that's cold that's cold it's cold-blooded and he's able to get grief for from her to feel caitlin and he's got enough grief from the team because he also was going in for barry he tried to use his mom but especially that part my favorite part is when the figment of his mom reached for him and he was like bitch get off me get back motherfucker you don't know me like that get back motherfucker you don't know me like that geek, geek. Woo, woo. i ain't playing around make one false move i take it down get back motherfucker you don't know me like that get we saw before Gideon went down that he was trying to find a cure for his wife's time sickness so he is taunted with that as well that you're not going to be able to save her you didn't save me and he's like I've been down this road before you ain't got shit on me and the thing you don't understand is that love is my strength I am the fucking uh what do you call that whatever he is I'm, I'm i represent it on a, a power level you ain't got shit on me okay your grief yes i feel it yes you might be able to pull some from me as it did because he got a lot in the well to be pulled from but you ain't gonna talk me with this my mother you didn't say me bullshit <laughs> i'm done with this i am done with this particular angle thank you and good night um so yeah that pretty much leads up to the climax now the fight scene was really dope i like the fight scene between Hellfrost. uh did i like the the scenes between i'm not even gonna lie fast forward through them i i just did i don't care about frost and mark i don't like mark and i had no no care to watch anything that had to say with each other so i fast forwarded through it and we know that she became a real boy a real girl with emotions and became Hellfrost after she had to talk with caitlin about how she made her better and this that and the other thing and then the fight happened and the fight was really dope it was awesome i liked it and frost is successful but unfortunately no one thought about what would happen with all of that fight all that grief and shit and whatever it is being consumed into one person especially when she's now a real person and thus she dies i will remember you i still contend that there would have been more character dramatization to milk from frost trying to figure out who she is without katie uh you know uh, than the other way around but as i stated earlier i also get the other more logical choice to to kill off or bump off frost um i felt bad because barry lost a team member that he supposed to he feels that he's supposed to protect uh they made a sacrifice for the greater good and they had to take the l because he wasn't able to confront deathstorm in this capacity but 
in a lot of ways frost went out doing what frost wanted to do and and wanted to die a hero instead of the villain that she started as i guess even though she never killed anyone uh and and so i can't think of a better character arc to be wrapped up in this particular fashion um showing the team having hope that you know things are going to work out and then them coming out and just being like no it didn't happen or it didn't you know it's unfortunate she died uh barry hugs his wife because he's probably thinking in the back of his mind like loss is fresh now and the idea that she can just blink out of existence must be absolutely terrifying to him and he's also helpless to do anything about it and he's been rather and it has been something that's secretly going on between the two of them that the team hasn't been brought in on to focus on so he gets that equal amount of support and i understand you know why he would try to keep this close to the vest at this point um but i also feel that you know it's it's weighing on him in a, in a fashion and then of course everyone's gonna want to be there for caitlin as it should be you know she just lost a sister it felt like it took everybody and a mama a long time i think the only person that came and hugged her was uh was what's her face cecile <laughs> um and it took a long time for her to do that and yeah i don't understand how she was why couldn't she sense what was happening in that room if she can sense everything else i don't kind of get that how does she not sense the grief her her powers are just so random i need them to be gone <laughs> they're too random and i need them to replace the word feel with sense please do that in the script because it, it's it's so odd to say feel there's a lot more synonyms for that that would make a lot more sense for what her powers are supposed to do and would feel a lot less invasive i mean it's still gonna feel invasive um it's one thing when she's asked like barry did ask do you sense anything but even he didn't say sense he said feel i'm like just, just say sense it just <sighs> gives a it gives a different meaning to it <laughs> i feel it just just i don't know why it's just nails on a chalkboard um what else on the plus side of this episode um trying to think of anything else that was particular standing out to me uh, because I think that the the one scene between Mark and and I don't think that I could put that in the minus category because I didn't watch it. So the scenes between Chester and Allegra, I tried to watch, but I ended up fast forwarding in the end. My eyes did a very huge roll when they got trapped together. I want to break free. And this particular romance between them is not something that I can or will support. There are those that do enjoy them together. So I'm not gonna pretty much shit on it. I'm just gonna say I was not caring for it. I think that it's become redundant as well. Uh, this won't they, will they. The funniest part is when he said, Chuck, you let her call you that? Get shit on! Get shit on! Get shit on! As I've said ad nauseum, it's one thing to say it as like a funny, oh, I called you Chuck, remember that first day, and you make it funny banter between you, but the minute shit turns serious, call him by his real fucking name. What you gonna be in bed talking about? Chuck! 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 How can you be okay with that, Chester? How can you possibly be okay with that? It's like, no. I'm Michael Jordan stop it get some help i also very much <laughs> laughed at the way she was fucking running when she was running from esperanza last time you confronted her now today you're scared 
that's inconsistent but that run was terrible and then the way she just happened to run and it chester ain't moved the whole 15 minutes <laughs> they wanted us trapped in here together so we can watch you die and then they was all sweaty and i was like ew and chester had to take his shirt off i was like oh yeah this is not and then the minute they started falling each other's arms i'm like i'm done uh, i'm done i tried i tried really hard i just do not like either character <laughs> i don't <laughs> they are sometimes tolerable and they bring something to the scene but i i have yet to actually care about either person um i think that it pretty much sums up the episode for the most part um and i don't have much to add i don't think i gave a score i gave it an 8.5 out of 10 because i think it had some good moments in there and the way in which the taunting was going on i like that because uh, it felt like he was a real villain by having him get real close and personal with everybody but i also was kind of hoping that we would get some type of at least slight reference to what the fuck happened to dion <laughs> um i also thought it was a little odd that we bought iris in it at the last minute but i suppose Deathstorm's looking for anyone close to star lab so you reach out to iris and it was a good way to bring eddie back so i'm not going to be too haterating on it i know that next episode is probably going to be focused a lot on saying goodbye to frost and that's to be expected but i really need us to go ahead and get into the time sickness stuff because i think that there's a lot to be milked there but they have been sluggish in getting to the results and they're not even bringing up more interesting questions it's just more of the same repetition now and i wasn't impatient like three episodes back but now i expected more especially after they had that huge dion was like no that that was that should have been the moment that this cat should have stepped up a little bit or a lot of it <laughs> uh and as i stated earlier it being something that no one's even going to discuss next episode because they're going to want to give that space understandably to mourning the death of said friend that is just going to make me even more <laughs> impatient for may 18th so that uh we can get down to the damn thing i do hope we get cisco next episode but i probably i, I don't think we probably will but it, it could happen it could so happen who was sherry that was also a big mess mystery someone needs to answer that for me we do have feedback so let's hop on into the mailbag <laughs> What up, Stina? This is Mimi. This is feedback for um, The Flash, Season 8, Episode 13. Um, I'm going to send this first, even though I watched a Moon Knight previously. Um, I would like to end on a good note. So I'm going to send this Flash episode first. Um, I did not like it. Um, I will say that um, Eddie... The actor that plays Eddie looks good. I think he looks better now than he did eight years ago. He aged very well, especially for someone without any melanin. Because, I mean, y'all know Darren White, and I love him. But I'm not expecting him to, to age gracefully. <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. Eddie looks very good. The actor that plays Eddie, I don't know his name. He looks very attractive. Um, But... I don't know I just I because I remember the first when when before we knew Deathstorm was Deathstorm and I don't I'm not gonna try and I know you always like to play devil's advocate so I'm just gonna give up 
bringing old stuff up but i remember i thought to myself why not use barry barry didn't have like he saw his parents die in front of him i don't care how like deep he's buried and how much he's come to terms with it that's a lot of fucking grief i was like why why pick chester barry's parents died uh pretty horrific and i mean we didn't know that chuck's dad ugh, i can't believe i keep calling him chuck i didn't forgot his real name because they call him chuck so much chester chester um i didn't even know his father died. i thought he had a heart attack or some shit like that and it was in the 90s so or maybe he wasn't i don't remember when his dad died it had to be he was because he all, all we know is Chester got a grandma and a dad. We didn't hear nothing about his mama. But I know it had been a long time because, yep, Cisco and, and Chester went to the 90s and that's when they met his dad. So it was a while ago. Barry, I mean, I don't know what year it was when, Barry, when Barry's parents died. I think it was in 2000s. But it doesn't matter. All we know is... Uh, buried and had a lot of tragedies like that's i i i just didn't understand why if you're looking for grief you wouldn't look at him and he's the main character um why chester i never understood that and then in this episode okay y'all was just holding it to have a reason to torture barry again with his fucking mom okay all right at least that mystery was solved i don't know that that whole thing was so fucking annoying to me like i i don't know i it it irritates me that frost died and she died so fucking like (laughs) it was so blah like she didn't like say a a last word they probably didn't even want to pretend like danielle could hit the mark so they didn't give her any dialogue her her last look at caitlin was pretty pathetic as well I don't know why that surprises me. I I should know. She's a terrible actress. Oh, maybe that's... I just... I don't understand. I did think her acting got better. I thought during the pandemic when nothing was filming, she might, maybe took some online acting classes, read a book or something. But clearly, no. I just... it. If they'd have had a vote, I feel like Caitlyn would have won on the character that we would like most likely to die between caitlin and frost why frost i don't understand like why not kill her off nobody likes caitlin caitlin ain't had a good storyline since i would say season two all of her storylines are terrible whenever she's with someone it's it's not even like i i can admit i do remember um thinking okay maybe the you know we didn't know he was zoom at the time but i was like okay i could see their relationship they're cute i think that might have been the only time i seen her have chemistry with anybody i didn't even see her have chemistry with ronnie i just think robbie amell's attractive so i was i was there for it but when she was like when, when they went to um what was it the next planet two earth two and then they met uh Deathstorm and Killer Frost for the first time. That was the the best I ever seen uh, Danielle act. So for some reason, when she's supposed to play a regular human being, she can't do it. But when she is pretending to be a frozen ice queen, for some reason, she gets some type of miraculous um, acting chops. I I don't want to spend all this time on this, but. I really didn't like this episode at all. I was honestly waiting for it to end. I was like, well, at this point, I know the next the name of the next episode is Death of a Friend. I was like, I know they're not going to kill Caitlyn. They're going to kill fucking Cross. So let's just get to it. Why did we have to see um, Blaine? Chill Blaine? I don't understand. I guess they wanted him to have a farewell with his boo thing which i guess makes sense um but in all honesty at the end he was the only one that was really hurt even caitlin who she died for you and for the record caitlin as a doctor you should know that is not how you give fucking you know life-saving resuscitation when someone's heart stops you don't shock them 
you fucking start CPR. You do that first. Maybe if you would have done that first and did it for more than 32 seconds, it wasn't, she pumped like, she did like not even a full round of chest compressions, which would be 30. She did like six and then she stopped. And then Barry's like, that's enough. I, none of y'all are certified in CPR or ACLS, advanced life support, I, resuscitation. I, I just don't understand how your doctor, you, you know, I want you to look up shockable rhythms because not, you will not find someone that's asystole as a shockable rhythm. It's, you, you, you could have gave her some, cardiac medications and maybe see if her it'll help her heart start beating as you continue for some cpr i'm gonna need y'all to take some classes because as a doctor you're you're clearly fucking rusty and it's pathetic she's your sister why i don't know why they started calling each other sister even though the same person i don't know maybe that's what you do when you have a clone i'm not sure i don't have one whatever but that was a pathetic attempt to save someone let me give her this and turn it back to Frost so her, her healing powers will kick in. That's is the only kind of medicine you know is the kind that's supernatural. You don't have any kind of information on maybe how to save a regular human being because we don't all have super healing abilities, Caitlin. If a human being walked into the doctor's office and you were their doctor, how would you fucking save them if their heart stopped? You would, you would just get, inject them with fucking some type of supernatural freezing thing to make their make their super make them supernatural you don't know how to save regular humans i don't know what kind of doctor she is but i'm starting to think it's not a very good one and i'm mad that we got to look at her forever now like why even like did y'all split caitlin up from frost just so you could kill her off in the end like <laughs> seems like seems like frost could have died a lot of times and i don't know why they picked this episode to make it work but I, whatever, I'm just, I, if I'm being honest, I'm over it and I'm sick of the both of them. And if we're not going to have Frost, I hope Caitlin is so struck with grief that she runs off and we never see her again. Maybe while you're gone, take some refresher courses on fucking um, resuscitation because um, you blew it and she was dead. But you didn't help her because you suck. And clearly you haven't been to a damn a recertification class in a very long time. That's why you're supposed to recertify every two years, even doctors, because clearly you forget. <sighs> um, I did, however, like seeing um, Iris and Sue. Sue, with her boss moves, I was like, why are you happy? <laughs> She's like, because I, I hit the panic button. Um, I personally, if I hit it and Barry didn't storm right in right away, I would be worried. Like, what is taking so long? Like, weren't they in, like, oh, they were at the loft. I was like, how did, how did Joe get there so fast? <laughs> and they were in, um, they weren't in Central City, but I remember them saying, Barry saying that she was at the loft. And I, I guess I, <laughs> I forgot that, um when I was looking around that they weren't in that luxurious as uh suite anymore that hotel suite <laughs> but um I'm I don't understand what was I supposed to know why um Iris wasn't struck with grief was Eddie not trying to get her or did he like whammy all three of them but for some reason Iris was fighting it because Barry fought his for a while too I'm not I'm not quite understanding that and um I don't know like now since Deathstorm is gone so I am looking forward to the next however many episodes there are because then at least we'll be able to um figure out this time sickness and when uh, Eddie was like you're gonna die too and Iris saw herself get shot I'm trying to remember when she got shot by um Savitar was she shot in her stomach? I don't remember. I I really don't remember. Um, and HR was the one that took that bullet. So I'm trying to, I guess I could always just go back <laughs> to that, that uh, season three, because it was one of my favorites. Um, 
like just throughout like I should say like the season that had the best villain and kept me on my toes and always had nice like subplots even though the biggest story was going around like I would say season three probably has more of uh episodes that I like so I'm not sure but um I can't even tell you anything else the other thing um that I just feel like I need to point out before I end it this feedback is um Chuck and the felon um and to be honest with you when they were dying I thought I was gonna feel something and I did it I was like please let them die so I don't have to watch the scene anymore because I'm fucking sick of them I feel like the two felons had more chemistry going back and forth in Spanglish than than the felon and Chuck like I just don't understand how y'all how I'm supposed to ship y'all when watching you guys interact is fucking cringy like I can't feel anything for you guys I don't and it's clear I don't know it's clearly not the actors because when they were having scenes with their like ghost dad and the ghost cousin I like I felt the energy like they had chemistry they were acting it was good why is it when y'all together you're fucking terrible it's just how is your how are you this bad together I don't get it I don't understand I just I really honestly don't understand why they're not they don't have chemistry together and I really at this point if you're gonna put them together put it together because I'm sick of the awkwardness between the two of them the will they won't they shit it's not cute it's uncomfortable because they're not good their chemistry is terrible and they for some reason when they're together their acting is not great I personally like Chuck um at the beginning when we were calling him Chester he was one of my favorite characters when they when he got upgraded to season regular I was excited but I'm not I don't feel that way anymore he can go he could stay I don't care and Allegra been on my nerve for a lot of reasons so she can go or stay too but the the togetherness relationship wise either put them together or make them friends but stop pulling back and forth because I'm sick of looking at it and that's just honestly the bottom line I'm 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 just over it. <laughs> so, um on that note, I'm going to stop because it's not I have nothing good to say other than Eddie looked really good and Candace looked good all the time. And Barry just been he been, since season uh 8 started, I don't know what Grant been doing, but he's been looking very attractive. So, other than that, um and, you know, the scenes Barry had with his, you know, fake mom, Speed Force mom, I mean he did good but I just don't understand like why we had to the whole thing I just feel like it was like the the episodes the that the three the take down death storm could have easily been less than that it could have probably been two maybe even one and having to drag it out and watch it for so long has been getting on my nerve probably I would say it could have been two episodes instead of four but anyway I'm gonna end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. I saw that she said she had some more thoughts, so let me try to find where that was. She says, I forgot to add something in the flash feedback. P.S. Cecile is the fucking worst. If I have to hear her say, I feel one more time, I'm going to scream. And if you can feel so fucking much, why does it not work when someone dies in the next room? facts and the folks are walking into the room to tell y'all frost is dead she looks so surprised bitch why you should feel their sadness like bitch this is the time when your powers would have helped prepare the team for the news oh i hate cecile's powers i hope if she stays after jesse leaves she loses her powers somehow because that's a course correction i would appreciate i cannot disagree with that statement at all it it doesn't make sense with how flippant it is and it quite frankly is just irritating and (laughs) i don't want to see it i don't want to see her with these powers i just want to see her be the support system um and i think she does well in that role and it's not even that other things or she could be an empath and use it only for that particular stuff not for um not for uh sorry i got distracted by writing a post 
aunt um she posted a picture of herself she hasn't posted in a while if you don't know my aunt uh you know recently went through chemo and things for her her uh recent breast cancer so it's nice to see her in a photo um smiling with her son on mother's day uh so i typed she looked amazing and they look amazing together back to this episode uh yes the sales power's gotta go i just think that'd be something that yeah i think it was on the table and for some reason someone's like well we could do cool things with this yeah but and i'm not saying you couldn't but you haven't thus far (laughs) other than maybe two episodes um where it's been successful and thus you tried it now let's course correct and take it away um yes white people need more lotion in their life so that they do not grow uh as i don't know why y'all skin just shrivel like that uh we use a lot of moisturizer vaseline aquaphor shit we put in the whole types of nothing but whole canola oils up into our skin so that's why <laughs> black just don't crack uh i have some lines but it don't crack show don't got you looking like y'all be looking at like shit 70 i'm like woo, looking like you fucking 90 at 70 we still glistening going up in church uh people like hey sister maggie looking awfully tight up in that dress sister maggie they still trying to put it out their ass out there trying to get some you only ever see old white men doing that shit because <laughs> their money can attract youth <laughs> um yeah daniel panabaker's uh tears were just not there this episode and they put up they put the camera on her for a good 30 seconds to try to produce something and nothing was happening and i saw one tweet says girl have you tried onions <laughs> and i could not disagree with that it was it's like yeah all of a sudden and the thing of it is i don't think she was bad as frost that's why i said i can't say negatively against their scenes because the little bit i did see didn't look like it was poorly acted uh (laughs) and i don't know what it is about dressing up and being someone else that's not human that gives her those emotions but yeah uh it makes her better i should say but yeah i saw no i saw no actual grief in her continence at all uh i forgot to say uh the chuck and the felon i promised i would say that from now on to describe both characters particularly allegra um i'm mad i gotta look at her forever now that was hysterical yeah if i had to choose i definitely and i I think that's why i was leaning into my preferred choice i'm like nobody wants caitlin (laughs) i thought that was the the show going you know what you're right both barry and iris did fight um you know despite them having some of the worst grief and i'm not trying to compare grief whatsoever but they have also lost a child together and one of their noras even though they get it back it's not the same nora uh so yeah they they have a, a well of grief that others have not felt and to have them be the two that was fighting back the hardest i think that's a profound statement about the strength of them as a couple but eventually uh they were overwhelmed they tried i mean i think he tried manipulation the slight manipulation that was working with everyone else but then he's like shit i gotta put on like maximum speed to get these motherfuckers grief (laughs) and that was and because they have the most of it that was the extra boost that that he really needed it actually makes a lot more sense of why he went after iris i know sometimes i after the fact because i was watching charmed the um i remember when i was talking about charmed like how do they touch the kettle when it's hot sometimes after the fact i realize oh yeah she used her cooling powers first duh that makes sense so sometimes i can reconcile things after the fact or even after the podcast like oh once i'm recalling it things can make sense and that does 
Savitar put a whole damn knife through Iris's sternum. She didn't get shot. The only person that got shot in the back was Savitar <laughs> for his efforts. He put a knife in her back and she says, I won't put a bullet in yours, motherfucker. Kyber, 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 Chameleon. You come and go. You come and go. So another kind of after the fact feeling, because I really was thinking he's just having her shot to really continue to bring up the pointlessness of eddie's death but i suppose if you want to get all more analytical about it you could say i don't think the show intended at all for it to mean in that capacity the way in which he shot someone else who wanted to be a real boy or or no longer had a future was created of something you can it can be brought back to savitar because she did shoot him in the back and then he disappeared from the timeline so that is a good play into it i'm just not confident the the showrunners or the script was calling for that type of recognition uh because that would have been probably even more so if they had a scene of barry as savitar that shit needs to be haunting her because then essentially she didn't kill her husband but she did kill her husband (laughs) she killed a form of her husband uh that was that mutilated into this person based on the the death of her so it's a pretty complicated web of which that is woven from so that would have been a perfect opportunity uh, to really remind the audience of that with her upcoming uncertain fate particularly if you're going to lean on some of the comic stuff about existing and not really existing which is what i feel like they're going with it they're just they're trickling at this point like the faucet's turned off and we're just getting little drops in the sink and it's a little frustrating uh i agree i did like more episodes in season three than any other season that is definitely one i go back to the most because that was a pretty cohesive season and otherwise i don't have anything else to to discuss (laughs) you didn't like the episode fair enough and last but certainly not least we do have queen shy with her thoughts on the episode let's hear what she felt hey christina it's me shy i am here to give my feedback for the flash season 8 episode 13 um yeah i think it's 13 this was a um very interesting episode on the one hand i i like the fact that you know it's funny to me. I feel like we're getting like many seasons within the season. I know that, um, I mean, I watched uh, Moon Knight and it just had me thinking because it was six episodes. And I believe that this graphic novel is over. And I know some people don't, not a big fan of it. Um, but I, I mean, it, to me, it's almost like we're getting those like a Moonlight type of season like three a season within the season like we had armageddon that was a season five episodes and then we're getting this um this death storm story arc which is i think was five or six episodes um and now or we're getting whatever comes next and um i I think that's very interesting it's very unique um way of doing it um i mean it links it obviously you know the characters link in a certain way but the specific story arc in itself is contained to um five or six episodes like in this instance death storm he came we got him we you know he killed a bunch of people we had to figure out how to stop him and in this episode we stopped him and just as we um well i had well we i think we all figured that um frost would be the one to kick the bucket and sure enough she died in this episode which begs to question so many things going forward um because i think you and mimi both said that out of the two characters caitlin and frost 
that Frost was the more interesting character. And they did the, the most with her within the time that she was on the show versus Caitlyn, um, who's been on the show since day one. And I feel like, you know, they just poo-poo on her every chance they get. So I'm with Mimi on that. I just... <laughs> I mean, I don't like the character Caitlyn, um, but at the same time, I can recognize when her <laughs> her character is getting shat on, like every seem like every every season, one way or the other. Either she's disappears, is not even relevant, like in season six when Frost took over, and it's like I mean, we didn't even see Caitlyn. Like, yeah, you you got it, Frost. I'll just take a back seat, or. You know, when they were separated, we got to see Frost live out her life. And maybe that was on purpose um, in regards to because this was always going to be her end game that she was going to not be long for this world. And so they're trying to get her a full arc in the three years that, you know, she redeemed herself and went through this transformation um, from season six on and then. She, you know, gave herself up, making sure that she was protecting um, Caitlyn. So there's that. And so I, you know, I'm not mad at that. Um, I I mean, I just don't know where they go with Caitlyn's character from here. um, Because she's dealt with a lot of crap. A lot. (laughs) I mean, a lot. Um, Where we were talking about Ronnie dying. Uh, and in season one, they get married, then he dies, disappears into the singularity. And then we get, um, I mean, yeah, Mimi had talked about it. Then we get her um, trying to move on with uh, what they thought was Jay that ended up being Zoom. And so that was that whole thing. And then season three, that was um, Julian, the whole thing with Julian, which I mean, I didn't see the chemistry, but that's just me. Um, uh, then in season four, and then the, the dilemma with Killer Frost, is she going to be comfortable with Killer Frost? And then season four, that whole ridiculousness with, oh, I don't want her, then I don't want her. And it's, you know, it, it's, it's just on and on and on. And then this season, it's, uh, oh, Ronnie's back. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on from Ronnie and then start dating. Oh, no, Ronnie's back. Let me, um, try to, you know save my husband no it's not really my husband oh crap not only did i not only did i bring you know cause him to be death storm but this because of that the consequence of that which is i guess you know when i think i talked about it in my last feedback about the the consequences of caitlin's choices and how you know in the past there has you know everyone's like oh it's okay it's okay but this time around, the consequence to the decision that she made is she lost her sister. And I know that's going to weigh heavily on her because it was her decision to go against what Barry was saying and, you know, use that whatever splicer thing. And and that brought upon Deathstorm. And then this whole series of events happened to where Frost had to sacrifice her life, I guess. I'd say question mark because according to Deathstorm, she, she's not a real person. So that was that whole thing in this episode. So, um, but yeah, it was a, it was a really, there's a lot of, you know, if, and when, when I think about it, you know, in little things that went on in this one that we need, would be interesting to see going forward. Obviously for Barry, we have, you can't save your wife. You can't save people always dying on your watch. You know, and it's like, that's the, again, I I think I said it last feedback. That's the, that's the price you pay when you are in this line of business. You lose people. I mean, you're not going to save everybody. You're going to lose people. Sometimes people that are close to you, especially other superhero friends. Um, it's just, it's not, it's a hard life. And then you're making the choice of being, and I think in season five, Barry even talked about it with Nora when they were in a time vault about how, you know, he, that's one of his worries that he was not going to be there, a, a present dad, because he's always being pulled to save this or save that as a superhero, that he wasn't going to be present for his family. And then to find out that in this in that timeline that he wasn't even around, 
uh, which was even more devastating. But that's a fear of his. Like like now with Iris and her time sickness, he would love to dedicate more time and energy to figure out what's wrong with his wife, be more selfish and, you know, have that be the focus. But as a superhero, you can't do that. You got to figure out how to stop this um, this threat that's killing people. Um, and so, of course, you could see that in the time vault. He still got Gideon on it. So we get to see that. But at the same time, it's, it's so hard, you know, just and I, and I say all that because we're seeing the the the, the um, death storm was playing on that guilt, playing on that, you know, hey, you know, you're. Your wife's gonna die. You know, everyone around you dies, and then of course Frost dies um, because it was she was the answer to trying to stop Deathstorm, which she did, but it cost her her life, and that's something he has to live with. That's something that's gonna weigh on him. And then of course we got um, Iris, and <laughs> we seen that whole Eddie thing. That thing was cracking me up. I'm not gonna lie. I was. <laughs> definitely cracking up in some of uh the scenes and uh, <laughs> iris and sue I, I mean i just i love their friendship i think it's such a good a bright spot to this storyline that's come out of the storyline um but we got to see um eddie taunting or death storm taunting iris through eddie talking about how you're gonna die and you know barry's always off and where is he you know playing on that well he's not there for you he doesn't he's not able to be here with you when you're going through something like this and so it's just it and it's just these little things that we know as a superhero um these are the challenges and just to get to see this play out and what happens um when you are married to someone like that that you do um understandably so but you you're not part your priority in his heart and mind but not priority when it comes to action because he has to be able to save this city and i like what you said in your feedback last in your last feedback about that so yeah, this was a very interesting one. I thought it was good. Um, I felt like the fight scene was a little bit short, but I understand it's the CW. They only have a limited amount of budget, and they did the best they could with it. So I try to understand that and, and know they have limitations and um, go with that. So I'm very interested to see how this all plays out. Now we got the Iris time sickness to deal with and try to see how that all goes. So that's all I have for this one. Until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. Um, most of what she said is why I rated it so uh, much higher, despite some of the scenes I did not watch or were indifferent to. Uh, because this is a, I think this is an important episode to happen, uh, and it's not a season finale, right? Uh, this is the way in which the show has decided to construct itself is definitely a positive. It's been long overdue, should have been done, I think, after season three, uh, if they were going to continue with these 20-something episodes, particularly with the breaks, because you can mess up your own trajectory, your own rhythm of a show by, by making so many uh, breaks, and then you lose momentum. Uh, so how they have structured the season I think is very smart I also agree with Mimi though I think this four episode arc could have really been completed in two episodes so it did feel stretched out for that point uh, they did try to bring some horror elements into it that I did appreciate uh, by getting to everyone's fears if I had cared more about everyone and their particular traumas I probably would have been more invested uh evil mom for caitlin is definitely next right she may even blame team flash for the death of her daughter quote unquote since they just had that particular bond uh but you also brought up some good points that this was essentially caitlin's decision that led to the death of her quote unquote sister uh and that it is something that is a consequence it's kind of like with barry when he did flashpoint he erased someone's child <laughs> they have another child but he also erased someone's child which is a huge consequence 
of doing things and sometimes you have to live with the burden of that and the same thing with cisco's brother he had to live with the burden of that because of him changing flashpoint so um you're correct that this does make for some interesting material for the characters going forward which is why it is in itself a a one of the better episodes just for the consequences alone and for going there and deciding to take away uh, a fan favorite character at that versus one that isn't quite so much but um <laughs> well at least if you people had to choose right because there will say there are people out there that love caitlin um someone got mad at my oliver my oliver mccall on his channel because he said he didn't care about the the chuck and the felon stuff and this is the thing if it if it's for you it's fine like he didn't even say anything rude about it he's just like i don't care for this people are so quick to be like well you didn't give him a chance i, I can say that in jest i said that in jest to shy when she was talking about homeboy but at the same time like i i don't need you to like this character i don't need you to convince you to like this character you either do you don't let people have an opinion especially when they're choosing to not even really go into or drag your favorite characters it's like yeah i don't care for it it's allowed <laughs> um but I, I think all of the points you made were very valid points and the fight scene was short but it was to the point and i am ready to see what else the show is ready to bring us on uh, much other fronts so if you want to send feedback for our next episode blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and black girl magic